Welcome back to Pulp Friction. It's a show about what divides us. My name is Rocky. My guest names are Eddie and Beth. And this week we are taking a little journey to the planet of the base. Woohoo! Oots, oots. Oots, oots. That's right. Just to get us started here, like, uh, I'd like to hear a little bit about your guys's, um, uh, exposure to this song, feelings on this song, your familiarity with, uh, Eurodance. As a genre, like where where are you at at the start of this? Well, I think this song is so funny because everyone had like I woke up one day into like a zillion trillion DMs of everyone being like, "Oh, this is so Eddie coded in my DMs," and <laughs> everyone had sent me that song like at the same time, and it's because I have like an affinity for italo disco mm. which is different from eurodance very different but it yeah all like kind of has like the same roots in like um like proto like so basically like the genres go is there's like like back in like the like 80s there was like italo and there was like um it was like proto like Euro House, and um, then it kind of all like morphed into like Euro Disco, which was like part of like like ABBA is considered part of like Euro Disco even, and like then like Euro Pop, but then like some of it started to like get more and more like techno-y vibes, which is more the Euro Dance which we know which has a lot more of those like heavy bass lines and like like heavy synth and like very like jumping up and down ravey kind of music you know so it all kind of like originates like kind of back in like similar genres and which like led to like a million like branching off new genres but since everyone associates me with the tallow they therefore would associate me with like any kind of euro like dancey music which i think is funny it is funny and beth what's your uh sort of connection to to this piece let me just just say this song is a fucking banger i've been listening to it my fiance has been listening to it our roommate's been listening to it we know the words we (laughs) just like everything that kyle gordon puts out is a fucking masterpiece to me um, yeah. Really, 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 just like this guy, just like knows what he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. I also grew up with um, Soviet immigrant like parents, and a lot mm-hmm. of pop music that played like early on in my childhood was like this type of Euro pop, where they're singing in English, and the beat's great. But my little childhood is like, mommy, these words don't make sense. Like, <laughs> this is a great song, but I don't, I don't get it. I there's nothing. It's not supposed to make sense, and I think that's, like, fucking great. It's just music and lyrics for the sake of, you know, putting out a banger. You gotta respect it. Yeah, um, I think that's a really great point, and it sort of speaks to something that I hear a lot as a as a, a criticism of the song, where people talk about talk about it as like making fun of european people for for like not having a strong grasp on english and um obviously we we all have uh, a european lineage i i can't speak for eddie but me and me and beth uh both come from european ethnic minorities specifically and i feel like you know there, there's a there's a poetry to 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 the lyrics that that these 90s euro dance acts wrote i really think um it, you know it's always funny in whatever language you're speaking when someone speaks it in sort of a bastardized way but i also think that there there's an appreciation underlying the way that kyle gordon writes these lyrics like like there's there's a there, again there's something poetic about it that like a native english speaker has trouble replicating yeah, I, I feel like yeah. also like he he in his other videos has like made lots of videos about like his family being Jewish and like European, like Eastern European, and so I assume that like what he's singing like comes from some kind of experience and not just like from nowhere, you know? 
I was actually about to ask, are we sure Kyle Gordon is not also Eastern European and Jewish? And now, yeah, it makes sense that he'd write this. He, he knows what he's doing. I, he, I think he might have been raised Orthodox. He, he definitely comes from like a, a, a very Jewish family. Oh, my God. So, as, as always, I've prepared uh, a lot of history. I've also prepared a little game. Um, I'm, I, I like when podcasts have games, so I'm kind of looking for ways to, like, add them to this. I also think that, like, you know, I think of when, when something like My Brother, My Brother and Me does Munch Squad, it's because they want to, like, fill out more time. And this this podcast tends to be good on time, so so I you know mm-hmm. yeah, no, yeah no worries. But uh, we're gonna play a little game later on. First, we've got a cast of characters here, just to set the scene. We have DJ Crazy Times, uh, <laughs> who is a, a a character Kyle Gordon, New York based Jewish comedian, large following on TikTok. I feel like this is a piece that get like like you know every major media outlet has been trying to explain this song, how it got so big, why it's the song of the summer, and something that gets left out of it is that like, I mean I don't want to speak for everyone, I certainly. Was a fan of the DJ Crazy Times character before this song came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually am not familiar with DJ Crazy Times before this song came out. I was introduced to DJ Crazy Times, who is fantastic with this song, and I want to know more about him now. Yeah, I don't really use TikTok like that, and so I found the DJ Crazy Times like original videos like when like the preview for the song came out. And I think mm-hmm. that those are probably his funniest bits. Like I've seen his other bits, he's a very funny guy. But those ones like have to be like in my opinion, like the like most like spot on, like hilarious ones. And I feel like if he like quit doing TikTok to become full time DJ Crazy Times, like he would pre- he would pull it off. I mean it's just that. It's those videos you know, had a following on TikTok, were kind of big on Tumblr, like, a couple years ago, and in, in doing this research, I found out that, like, this is a character Kyle Gordon's been doing for, like, over 10 years. Like, he, he said in, he's doing a lot of these daytime TV interviews and that sort of thing, and he always talks about how, like, his college acapella group, they put out an album, and he did the DJ Crazy Times character on the intro, and that was, you know, 2013, so... <laughs> Oh, nice. I, I, I think when you talk about how this is, like, his his most fleshed out character, his most spot on character, all that, like, like a huge part of it is that, you know, he's clearly been doing it for so long. Yeah. Because it's like, Definitely. I feel like the way he is able to make the inflection of the voices, not just what they say, but, like, how it is said so perfect, like, that's just, like, what makes it so funny to me. Yeah. He's able to kind of modulate the character to fit the, the the scenario. Like when he like in those first couple TikToks, he's playing like a a DJ who's performing and and he's you know hyping up the crowd and going like Sarajevo, let me see your beautiful faces and all that. And then in Planet of the Bass, he's doing that, but he's also playing like the rapper from a Eurodance group, which is a, a distinctive thing, but something that he like fits back into that character really well. Mm-hmm. Other character, the the other major character we have is Ms. Biliana Electronica. Oh, yes. Love I, I love her. I love her. There's, there, Biliana was obviously the big source of controversy for this song. Uh, because <laughs> when, when the world needed her most, she vanished. <laughs> well, Which I is why I think, mind. like, when she gets brought back, in the official music video, everyone like was like going crazy, you know. Yeah, no, it's so it's so brilliant because it was like a two week time period, and it feels like nostalgia <laughs> for for Miss Biliana Electronica. <laughs> I just thought getting different Miss Biliana Electronicas was just so funny. Like, oh my fucking god! Because <laughs> because switching it's obviously- her out, yeah. It's playing off of that and the fact that, like, a lot of the times the woman in the video for some of these, these Eurodance songs would just be some model and not even the singer, yeah. which was also, which was also the case here, to be clear. Mm-hmm. None of, none of the three Billianas were the woman who sang the song. <laughs> oh my god. 
I just think that's like the greatest. Like he knows exactly what he's trying to parody so perfectly that that's why it makes no sense that people are trying to say it's offensive because it's like he obviously knows exactly what is this is about, you know? Like Yeah, he's very passionate yeah. about this kind of music. He put out a DJ Crazy Times playlist that has a lot of like deep cuts on it from from that era. Like he 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 knows his shit. Have some noise. Have some oh, noise. Have some noise. <laughs> so, the woman who performs Biliano's vocals is Chrissy Poland, a uh, New York-based musician, uh, backup singer for a lot of big acts. You can actually hear her on Let's Have a Kiki. She uh, toured with the Scissor Sisters a lot. And um, there's three <laughs> actresses who play Biliana in the videos. They're all, like, you know, TikTokers. Uh, Audrey Trollinger is sort of Biliana Alpha, and and she and Kyle like had kind of, kind of they were like mutuals, and Kyle kind of reached out like, do you want to do this song? She didn't actually know about the bit with the other <laughs> with the other Bilianas. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! I don't think we know if it was like because either the plan was originally like just have a different Biliana every time. Or the plan was to do three and bring back the original Biliana in the video. I don't think we know exactly if if he planned to to do that whole that whole thing or just to have different ones. Well, he's a genius for it. Either way, yeah. Either way, it would have worked out perfectly. Totally. So the other two, the second one is Mara Olney, who is a, like a yoga influencer. And, um, there, there, there are the things that Kyle clearly accounted for, like, like having someone who has a totally different vibe <laughs> from, from Audrey yeah. in the second video <laughs> yeah. was totally on purpose. But I feel like Audrey Trollinger sort of created more of a character, like, like she, she went above and beyond the assignment, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. she has so much charisma. Yeah. That, like, I would, I'd be genuinely, Kind of disappointed, uh, honestly, if they didn't, if he, Kyle didn't bring her back, because like there yeah. was a character there. We, I got like a, a vibe. I got a, like a little bit of a backstory. The whole thing, she like brought it. She brought it in. She feels of the era. Like she has has like the sort, like you know, in terms of like makeup and style and all that. She's willing to like go yeah. back to the nineties and be kind of this silly um, character. Yeah, yeah and the fact that she's so like like expressive and overly positive, like that is such like a key thing in like Eurodance is like everything is like so positive. Yes. And yes. I love that she just like is really giving that like extremely over the toply positive, happy energy in the video. Oh god, yeah. Absolutely. And then the third Biliana is Sabrina Breyer, probably the most famous person involved with this she's uh, also a tiktoker but uh has, has some very successful comedy videos um yeah she i i think she was um kind of a good choice for the th- if, if this whole thing was planned as a lot of people suspect then i think she was a good choice for the third one because she has that fan base where people who were upset about the second billiana are now like 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 okay i can't be totally mad at this yeah yeah definitely but I also think, I mean, you know, he, he shot, like, all three of those videos before any of them came out. Uh, so, like, mm-hmm. I, I think that was also the moment, because Sabrina posted a video with Kyle that came out before the first Planet of the Base video came out. And that's when people were like, wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh. oh, yeah. Definitely planned. Definitely planned. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we're going to back it up a lot and talk a little bit about the history of the Eurodance genre which uh which eddie started us off on the deep lore so as you said we have this uh this european dance music we have american house music developing in chicago and detroit um and german rave culture starts to fuse these things together you've got like new beat and and chicago house kind of coming together these raves are like underground a lot of them are like illegal clubs you you have them in on like both sides of germany and then things really take off when acid house which is also from chicago like makes its way over to europe around 1988 
that that's when these we we get these clubs popping up and we get songs that are sort of playing with those acid house sounds starting to blow up in 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 Europe more broadly 1989 the Italian house track Ride on Time by Black Box topped the UK charts for 6 weeks and then um in August of that same year Technotronic releases Pump Up the Jam which is sort of like the I, I I mean I'm trying to think of something that it, it it's like it opens the floodgates for the whole genre. It's like a um, like like a sort banger. of proto Euro dance text, yeah. and it, it's such a banger too. It basically brought like hip house over to Europe. It was the first one, the first one to like come from a European act that was like fusing you know house with the hip hop sounds and doing, giving it kind of that European flair. By early 1990, Pump Up the Jam was a hit in America, and that was thanks in part to. Like, like, unification of Germany, right? And so there's a lot of media mm-hmm. coverage of that and of the techno scene that, like, very quickly sprouted in Europe, in Germany, um, because of that. And American news is covering that. And that is, like, sort of how people are hearing about Pump Up the Jam. So that year, two German producers connected to form a new supergroup, Snap. And their first single, The Power, was again just a global phenomenon it was you know big on the charts here big on the charts in europe it was a huge hit on mtv and the power sort of it contains two samples it's got the i got the power sample jocelyn brown and it's got uh it it originally sampled a rap verse by chill rob g um but they didn't clear any of those samples so when they were trying to release it in america they had to um hire new vocalists to cover those samples and so oh my god they had the singer penny ford and the rapper turbo b mimic the original vocals that is what gets released in the u.s and neither chill rob g nor jocelyn brown see any like residuals from from the power no wow oh my god the drama of it all it's 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 serious shit and then the um, Turbo B is in the video, but pe- instead of having Penny Ford in the video, they uh, have a model, Jackie Hayes, uh, like, like like just lip syncing to Penny Ford's vocals, which are mimicking Jocelyn Brown's vocals. <laughs> <laughs> so again, you see, where the, you see where the, like the ideas of Planet of the Base <laughs> come from. Yes. Yeah. Snap sort of takes you know house and and the and these hip-hop and soul styles and brings them together into this early euro dance sound the success of the power led to the formations of new groups in frankfurt in germany more generally jam and spoon intermission culture beat euro dance groups start to appear throughout europe and beyond when snap releases an even bigger hit single rhythm is a dancer vibes oh i don't know about you guys i adore rhythm is a dancer no, it's such a good track. It's such a good track. <laughs> you can't not love it. So great. It has one of those it has sort of the um it's a 90s song, but I feel like it has that uh that power to it that some 80s songs have. Like it feels it feels like the end of the world in a in a fun way. Mm, yeah, that's yeah, such yeah. a good way of explaining way it. Like I feel like a lot of the things with like European dance music of any kind of genre, I feel like a lot of people look at it as like a guilty pleasure kind of thing because it's just like kind of dorky, but like you cannot deny like it is so good. Like I really don't care that like, you know, that like it like people are like, Oh my god, that song is like so ridiculous and I'm like, Yeah, and that's why it's a banger, you know? It sorry, I feel like it's made to be ridiculous. Like, am I, like, yeah. I, I kind of, yeah, no. I don't know, that's like a genre staple, it's being ridiculous. Exactly. If you look at, like, Scatman or Cotton Eye Joe or Barbie Girl, like, they're obviously not, <laughs> they're in on the joke. It's sort of the same thing you see when people talk about, like, 60s TV shows, like, Star Trek or or, or Batman is a, is a great example, where I feel like people look at the Adam West Batman and go, like, I can't believe people took this seriously, and it's like, no, it was a comedy show. It's yeah. camp. It's just like we were talking it's about on our yeah, Riverdale yeah. podcast. Yeah. It's literally camp. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Riverdale, uh, the final episode is airing <laughs> this week, and you can expect a, uh, a nice little elegy on my Substack about that. Oh, no. I'm, I'm so Stay scared. Tuned. I haven't seen Riverdale in so long. 
season seven uh we you know right or strike we're not gonna we're not gonna like tell you li- the listener to go watch it but season seven has been one of the best seasons of television that i've seen okay rhythm is a dancer just sort of blows everything up and the, the this leads to kind of a golden age of Eurodance where the, the genre is continuing to develop, it's getting faster, and we're seeing a lot of a lot of hit songs come out of it. It's My Life, No Limit, What Is Love, Mr. Vane, Scatman, Cotton Eye Joe. It's 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 taken over the charts, especially in Europe, but also in the US. By nineteen ninety five it's like, you know, five out of the top ten songs are Eurodance songs. And uh, that's sort of seen as like the peak of the genre, but I feel like a lot of this stuff that Kyle Gordon is riffing on, and, and this is made clear by his playlist that he put out, it's stuff from like the the later end of the genre, like circa 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of his like DJ Crazy Times videos says like something about like 1999, and I think that is like the best year in terms of in- the way it encapsulates like the epitome of that genre and like lifestyle you know yeah I, I think it's the point where the genre like coalesces with bubblegum pop and sort of like moves towards like progressive house it creates again this like this like kind of weirdly poetic and high energy stuff that we're talking about. And in that period you have, you know, Aqua, Venga Boys, Eiffel 65, ATC, Gala, all these, all these, you know, classic <laughs> names. Oh. Yeah. I was, I was annoying my family playing Barbie girl. They're begging me to turn it <laughs> off. And I was like, no, let it play. Anyway, yeah. I should have known I was gay. As soon as I did that. But <laughs> I'm like, not to be completely Bushwick, but I am learning how to DJ, and I do have an extended club mix of Barbie Girl in my DJ, like, software ready to go. Hell yeah. Oh my fucking god. Hell yeah. Now's the time to have that. That's that's the song that, like, <laughs> when things are winding down right now, you play that, and, and the club just goes out of control. Oh, yes. Uh, and yeah, again, these are these are pretty much like all these later acts are the kind of people that are on the DJ Crazy Times playlist. Aqua's on there, Toy Box, Eiffel 65, all that. So when a lot of these late 90s Eurodance acts landed in America, they were A, huge hits, and B, kind of universally reviled. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, I don't want to get too uh, pointed, but it feels like like, whenever we think of, like, I don't know, like, earlier disco, like, the people who hated it were, like, you know, cis white men who were, like, this sucks because I'm not invited. So, I, I don't know what the controversy of, around uh, Eurodance was, but I, it feels kind of similar to that, maybe? It's definitely, it, it can be, a, you know, an outlet for, like, um, xenophobia, for sure. But I'm thinking of songs yeah. like... You know, Blue Dabadee, Cotton Eye Joe, uh, Barbie Girl. Oh, okay, These are all I like you. I got you. silly and outlandish songs. But yeah. they wouldn't get it. The yeah, the um, <laughs> the 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 backlash does feel uh, sharp sometimes. Yeah, maybe my comparison to disco is a little too out there, but like, yeah, it feels like people that are like, I'm not having fun. Music should be serious, and it's like, come on, you know. I know, yeah. just like. I feel like, again, with, like, the whole, like, universal revival thing is coming out talking about how people, like, you, I feel like I have to, like, consider liking Eurodance a guilty pleasure, because even, like, I love, like, going out dancing all the time, I go to techno clubs all the time, but I feel like even among the people who, like, listen to techno, are, like, it's, like, considered, like, the cringe techno, you know? There's, like, mm-hmm. cool guy techno and then cringe techno, and I'm, like, embarrassed to be, like, yeah, like, I fucking love Better Off Alone, but then everybody will, like, secretly be, like, okay, but, like, you're right, though, for saying that, like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, everyone has to act like, everyone has to act like they're better than the Eurodance and then when we are finally talking about it, they're like okay I'm glad you said something because I love it too you know from my experience as a DJ I feel like some of the songs that hit the hardest are the ones that like people like to act like they're above mm-hmm. yeah it was interesting to me because one time I, I when I was you know it was it was like a songs you love to hate kind of thing that was the theme and uh it was interesting to me to see like the songs that people were willing to indulge in as guilty pleasures like um 
uh, whip my hair was was like huge on there. And then there were also songs like when I when I played Gangnam Style or um, uh, Wiggle by Jason Derulo, where people weren't willing to. <laughs> to 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 join in on that and, it, and it's interesting by the way that like even if you look at like the, the the 2010s a lot of the songs that are the most like pointedly hated on still carry those Eurodance influences yes mm. de- definitely it kind of reminds me of how i was at this like very serious rave on new year's um this year and it was like big shirtless techno muscle gaze like like very solemnly like head bopping to like just like no vocals just like oons oons like hard techno and then i was like having fun you know but it's just like kind of you know that was the vibe until the very last song the dj played was only girl in the world by rihanna no edit oh, no remix uh, yeah, whatsoever yeah. just like just oh. only girl in the world and everyone including the super hardcore serious techno guys dropped all the seriousness and just like scream saying the whole entire song the whole time because like how can you not like i always yeah, say yeah. in that moment we were all yeah. the only girl in the world oh Absolutely. of course that Rihanna era is so Eurodance too, it right? Is. Yeah, yeah. Like like S and M and uh, just that whole era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally. Definitely. At the same time that you're in this late Eurodance era, you're 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 seeing sort of the influence of Eurodance permeate into pop. And, and other forms of music like you have these like swedish producers like like max martin um doing this like wall of sound pop music that's sort of uh you know bubblegum and playing with with some of the same uh aesthetics as your dancer in that period and i think you even have american acts who are thinking like like i think of like crazy town or lfo where they're thinking like can we write songs as if we are you know people who don't speak english as a first language <laughs> like, like like that sort of becomes <laughs> cool in its own way mm-hmm. you also have Eurodance like continuing to be present in like club and rave culture sort of like building into the like popular electronic sounds that follow with like um it, it sort of goes more towards techno in the 2000s you also have like rap metal and things like that but um by the late 2000s you sort of get people like david getta and um and, you know, like the early Lady Gaga stuff, things like that, that are sort of bringing back the Eurodance vibe. Mm-hmm. I always say, like, if you went back to a club in, like, the late 80s, like, early 90s and played a Lady Gaga song, like, people wouldn't even think twice about it, you know? They would just assume that it was just, like, a song from that era. Totally. Especially off Definitely. the, like, like, Fame Monster era. Like, those, those yeah. would, would get Yeah, specifically the Fame Monster. One of the last Eurodance acts to make a splash in the U.S. was Cascada. Yes! Yes! <laughs> uh, we, we love... Uh, where would we be them. without them in terms of AMVs? True, true. Right, that's true. That's the thing. Cascada, it seemed like they, like, never really... That like they would always perform a lot better in the U.S. and the U.K. than they expected to, and it seems like they never really like understood why. But I, you know, I think the online, the like AMV kind of culture and the MySpace era, they the Cascade have found their way into all these different subcultures. Oh yeah. When the a, a great example of this is when Evacuate the Dance Floor was coming out in two thousand nine. Um, it was the week that Michael Jackson died. And the expectation in the on the UK charts this is was that it would be like a couple of Michael Jackson singles and then evacuate the dance floor at like number five. Uh Evacuate the Dance Floor debuted at number one. <laughs> oh my god. Because it's a banger. It, it so is. Listen, it's so bangers is. over death. Bangers over death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, top five hit in the US also. And people at that time were like comparing that song to like the late to like just dance which is like they're you know cascada is 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 euro dance and lady gaga is yes. like riffing on euro dance yeah mm. exactly. oh my god oh i remember when you were being made fun of for liking both yeah yeah, yeah. now now look at us 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew. The early 10s saw, like, I think some some of the acts like uh, LMFAO or Will I Am at this time were, like, very clearly, again, playing with, you know, the the, the silliness and the unique kitsch of, of Eurodance. Yeah. Very fond memories of listening to um, Sorry for Party Rocking and that being, yeah. like, such a hit, like, such a banger in middle school. I'm that play at middle school dances and it's like, yeah. I'm sorry for party rocking. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, that's the era where the Black Eyed Peas get, like, very silly and very techno. And, um... Yeah. Going into the Will I Am solo stuff, like Scream and Shout, like, you you definitely see, like, they're, they're, they're riffing on that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Britney and Scream and Shout really is just, just kind of, like, being, like, the Eurodance lead vocalist. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny, like, growing up with, like, that music and, like, not really knowing, like, what they're, like, riffing on and just, like, enjoying it. And now, like, as an adult, like, knowing, like, the history of, like, this, like, type of music and being, like, this is actually so genius. Like, I just liked it back then because it was, like, pop music, but now I, like, recognize that, like, they are genius, you know? Yeah. hmm And then I feel like in the late 10s, we get that same sort of cycle where there's, like... A dance music backlash and you have acts like the chain smokers who are very popular and very reviled at the same time and then mm-hmm. that leads to another kind of dormant period but now in the past year we've had like we we had the david getta song that samples blue dabadi we have uh now planet of the base we have all, all these signs that like you know people are ready for uh, kitschy overproduced uh dance pop again I'm just, I'm going to probably voice an unpopular opinion. I mm-hmm. hate that David Guetta blew up the, the song that's like not trying to be blue Abadi, but very obviously is like, it's trying to be, I'm just sitting here. Like it didn't, it doesn't need to be new. It doesn't. I am agreeing with so you. Good. It was so good before you didn't have to even touch it. And what, look what you did. You touched it. And now I hate the song. I'm good. Yeah, I'm feeling all right. It's uh, I know it's so sad. Like I'll like hear like the intro, and I'm like a- thinking, oh my god, they're gonna play this song. I love this song, yeah, yeah. but it turns out to be like the remake, and I'm like, oh damn, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> just like, not only like un- so like not inspired, but it feels like a cash grab. Mm. Where I'm like, are you trying to cash in on people's nostalgia, which is obviously gonna work, but it's like really cynical and cold it just doesn't feel right to me i don't know i'm also like realizing i'm over so yeah i've never um i've never listened to that david getta song like intentionally but i do (laughs) i i appreciate the camp of it as a concept (laughs) okay i can give it that i can give it that but i'm just like you didn't have to touch it yeah i'm a purist at heart I feel like a lot of the new, like, like, uh, Ava Max is another example of someone who, like, when she was coming out, it was like, why, this feels dated, and it feels sort of like, the, like, there's not that much going on there, and then, like, I've grown to really love Ava Max, because, again, mm-hmm. she's doing this, like, this, like, kitschy overproduced pop thing, and, like, kind of making it her own. Uh, I hope we get that from the next Dua Lipa record, like, there's, you know, there's all kinds of ways oh, to go from Oh, I would love that. Praying yeah. for Deep. that. And then now we're kind of starting to get into the question of um, why Planet of the Base blew up. I think it's because, well, my opinion is like some people are like, like it has like a lot of like coverage in terms of like demographics. Like one, mm-hmm. you got like the people who like love the genre already who are like, this is hilarious. And then two, you got people who have who are very young because like TikTok is a predominantly like very young user base who like don't really know about like this kind of genre and are kind of hearing like the epitome of it for the first time. And so like it's like so like fun and like danceable and easily referenceable with the lyrics that people are like drawn to that as well so you're getting like people who have never heard it but like are becoming starting to love it and people who already love it and appreciate what he's trying to do like coming together and like we're all under just like one appreciation you know Mm -hmm. i also feel like people like in our situation where we're like 
oh my god this reminds me of my dad or like oh my god this reminds me of my like my family just sending it out to like family members and being like lol remember this shit just like yeah uh. <laughs> I, I i think you're all you're, you're both touching on great stuff there where like it it has the y2k nostalgia thing which is like which is like trendy right now but also like targets millennials targets you know people zoomers people who are like growing up in that time and it also has going for it that it's uh a really catchy song a really well-made song a really funny song a really funny video and the tiktok era is sort of this space where like you know anything can be a hit and you look at the charts in the last couple years and it's like you know songs from 12 years ago suddenly showing up on the charts or songs by people who don't even have like um a manager let alone a label making their way onto the charts because just like anything can Mm -hmm. blow up on tiktok yeah yeah that's definitely true i also think he he put a lot of effort into this which is not often not often but this is not always the case on like tiktok cash grab music like so much like tiktok songs people make to be tiktok songs like Mm -hmm. they'll make like 30 seconds or whatever of like the song like totally banging so that it will get played on tiktok but then you listen to the whole rest of the song and it's just like a mediocre song and with only like one part meant to be used for tiktok but this like you can tell he like genuinely like put in effort to like make it like the like video is well put together like the instrumental part of the song like is very like danceable the lyrics are hilarious and it's not and then when he released the full song it's not just like part of it it was made for tiktok and then he didn't really care about the rest like it genuinely is like a full song you know he like put a lot of like time into Mm -hmm. making it like be a real song so i think that also like as much as things that have minimal effort can blow up, like, I think one of the reasons why this blew up, too, is because people can really see, like, this is, like, genuinely thought about to be a good piece of art, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt like this was a labor of love versus just, like, I'm gonna make a silly little beat, and I'm gonna have mm-hmm. it go viral on TikTok, and then not care about it. Like, like you said, it feels like this is just, like, what he loves to do, and he can, like, tell. Like, it's very obvious mm-hmm. that this is a guy who, like, has a craft, loves it, respects it, and just wants to put good art out there, you know? Yeah, Yeah, totally. And a lot of that goes into, like, if you think about the road to this song being made, the story is that Kyle Gordon is, is making his first, like, comedy album, and he's sort of bringing these characters together to do, like, different songs that are like genre parodies and so he wants to do a dj crazy time song he gets like he has an actual album being made so he can afford like studio time and things like that um Mm -hmm. and so he's this character he's played for a long time he's finally making a song it's this exciting thing it's for his album and then when he actually gets to making the videos he doesn't just like make a video he he has this rollout plan to do like a bit about you know, having different models in, in every video and doing like, like, like this prolonged rollout to like get people interested. Cause again, there are fans of Kyle Gordon. There are fans of DJ crazy times. Like, you know, he's, he's just helping to build buzz among his fans. And, um, you, you can see why that passion and why the, the craftsmanship of the song sort of went beyond that. Yeah, definitely. And then I think he was also really smart about how he handled it in that he, um, I, I, it seems like he did like make changes to the video to reflect people's reaction to it, which I think worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, like having this whole rollout where he's like, full songs coming out in a month and I'm going to start putting out videos now. And then like premiering it at Mood Ring, uh, like the week before it comes <laughs> that out. That was so fucking funny. That <laughs> was like so insane. funny. Yeah. I was I was so mad I wasn't there. I was like, no, I couldn't see DJ Crazy Times. I know. I almost went, but I was like, am I really gonna go to Mood Ring for DJ Crazy Times? <laughs> Wait, did you, this is probably like you guys have seen that like the Jonas Brothers got him to perform it at yeah. their show. Yes, right? which yeah. was I and was no like, one got insane. it. Which was so oh, frustrating. My, no one. It wasn't the target already audience, but like, listen, it, that's even funnier. That's so yeah. funny. Absolutely, I think it's giving very much like band from like the early two thousands, the nineties, etc. Who 
like is on their reunion tour and people aren't really giving as much of a shit about them anymore like it's literally like the most perfect like like he probably picked that as the concert on purpose because he knew it would have some kind of thing like that like i'm choosing to believe that everything is like a master plan yeah 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 i mean parts of it you know clearly are um i think the story with the the jonas brothers thing is that it was joe's birthday and nick and kevin like got them to perform as like a birthday gift to him uh, oh my which, god which i love but uh that's so funny yeah i i think it's a great like <laughs> to bomb in front of the crowd who goes to a jonas brothers concert in 2023 um i i don't want to be totally like i liked the the first new jonas brothers album i like some of their recent stuff but um Mm -hmm. you can sort of take it as a compliment when you like you have those kind of kind of disney adults (laughs) yeah yeah So there are also sort of the the pop culture things that we can kind of think of right now that are um, sort of help this blow up. Because I think, first of all, there is that Y2K nostalgia going on right now. It's big in design, big in fashion. And uh, mm-hmm. it, make, it makes sense that like a song that touches on that would become an anthem to go along with that, I feel like. You also have recent acts, not only the big ones that I've mentioned, but also people like Joey Valence and Bray, Bad Boy Chiller Crew you see like nostalgia for this specific like hip house european dance music that there's there's clearly something to that and then you also have the barbie the barbie movie where the um the aqua song is is kind of popular again and um there's the remix with Nicki minaj and i spice that's on the barbie soundtrack uh so so you can see it does seem like there are these cycles of this kind of dance music coming in and out of fashion, but you can sort of see the 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 omens, the good omens that is that is coming back in fashion. Mm-hmm. We can sort of dig into the, the, the song itself if we'd like. Take it sort of uh, sort of beat by beat. It, it obviously opens with uh, with a little DJ Crazy Times intro, which has a lot of the a lot of the classic lines from the other DJ Crazy Times lines. Hey, I've got an idea. World, World peace. World peace. <laughs> classic, classic. If you want parties to be making, have some noise. Have some noise. Have some noise. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I cannot wait to see someone have a crazy DJ Crazy Times tattoo. With those lyrics. Yeah. Specifically. Or Halloween costume. Like, I'm excited for all the couples costumes of uh, him and, like, and the girl in it. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. That- I need to find someone to do this with me. I'll also just yeah. say, like, goddamn, yeah. I'll also just say, like, in the video, there's something really fun about, like, the, <laughs> like, like, um, DJ Crazy Times is in, like, this, like, <laughs> this Dracula's Castle sort of vibe. And uh, I thought it, it was it looks like hell. I was like, it wow. looks like basement. It looks it like the club <laughs> basement. <laughs> oh, God. Eddie, you gotta take me. I've never been. Well, we can go, and if if DJ Crazy Times plays, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah! It's funny because you have you have that, and you have like the spaceship, and you have, I, I guess it could be hell because there's also the heaven. Um, yeah, kind of, you were probably right, Bass. Yeah, in hell, I was like, why this? Why is he in hell? He's done nothing wrong. <laughs> Free my man. He based too hard. That's really he funny. Too too hard too close to the sun it's also funny how like um there there's three set pieces in the video that are all really funny but it's also like they're clearly just like on one set with different backdrops and like switching out costumes oh my god i just but like it's actually like the production design is so good genuinely yeah 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 and they did a really great job the whole narrative of the video with like um they're 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 choosing i i think there's some really funny stuff on like the control panels that the aliens are using i can't remember any of them right now but like <laughs> the the whole bit of like you know they they're choosing which biliana she's gonna be and she's uh becoming a human and and partying with uh <laughs> with the aliens and putting on her, her her 90s outfit and all that okay her hail mary outfit mm-hmm. was so fucking good absolutely i know she's like oh. Slayed it. Mother Mary slayed. 
So there's the first verse, which uh, which I think is not the best part of the song, but um, some fun lines in there. Uh, Heaven is a time today. If the sky is not green, but the sky is blue. Um, touch it, make it twice before I cry. We're losing control on a Florida night. Always, you know, more of more of the classic uh, DJ Crazy Times type lines from from Miss Biliana. The line that stood out to me the most in the first part was "Take your heart into a unicorn." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like I'm still I'm still trying to figure out what that could. I know it's not supposed to make sense, but my brain is like, what does it mean? It's like <laughs> trying to analyze this like line of pure nonsense to be like. Yeah, take your heart into a unicorn. Okay, yeah, yeah. let's do it. Don't let's let's find the vibe. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's sort of uh, that again, just classic Eurodance shit. These lines that like you know don't make sense, but sort of compel you still. No one knows what yeah. it is, but it's provocative. Um, then we have that that incredible hook, and you know when when, when the video first blew up, I was like. We were all thinking about the the DJ Crazy Times verse and like women are my favorite guy. But then like a couple weeks later, I was just like at work walking around and I was like, oh, love that. Like, like, like the chorus got stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah. How does it mean? I think how does it mean is my favorite line from it. <laughs> how does it mean? Because no, it's I like my so exactly what a song would actually have said, you know. It reminds me of my grandmother. That's like literally how she would talk to me. <laughs> like, how does it mean? And I'm like, girl, I don't know. My favorite line in the whole song is DJ Crazy Times ad lib on the chorus. He's like, electric, electric. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And like my my friend like 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 um was DJing at, like at this club called Paragon the other night and like the whole entire time we were there me and my friends were just saying when the rhythm is glad there is nothing to be sad like we were just like like we couldn't even stop thinking about that song in like an actual like dance situation you know yeah oh my god I mean that's what it's all about when the rhythm is glad there's nothing to be sad literally your words never been spoken. I love danger and dance also. <laughs> oh no. gosh, the drama, the drama of it all. Yeah. Slapping the hands. Clapping the hands. When we out in the space on the planet of the space. space. <laughs> I also love how in the video sometimes when she's clapping her hands, like it like it's like an offbeat clap ever so <laughs> sm- like Yeah. Clap. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I also love how how DJ Crazy types is like veins popping out of his head when he says bait. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Life, it never die. It never die. Women are my favorite guy. Women are my favorite guy is 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 <laughs> the big flashy. It's line. so good. Like the chokehold oh. that song has on like lesbians that I know. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> It, it it's another one of those things where it's like classic DJ Crazy Time shit, but it also sort of like taps into like online gay people culture in a way that I don't even I, I don't even think Kyle go- maybe he did plan for that, and and it would be another one of those things where it's like maybe it was all a master plan, but like it 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 hit that community just right. Oh oh yeah, sex. I'm wanting more. I'm wanting more. <laughs> Tell the world. <laughs> Stop the war. Stop the war. That's one of my favorite DJ Crazy Times bits in general. It's just like, you know, like the I have an idea world piece thing. It's so true because that's like also such a part of its time lyric, you know? Yeah. Stop the war. Yeah. (laughs) The war, TM. It's the war that they're fighting in Riverdale where they just refer to it as the war. (laughs) Gotta stop that war. Yeah. It's, um, it reminds me so much of that video that came out, uh, in summer 2020 where David Guetta was doing the DJ set and he played like the Martin Luther King sample. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my my god. God. I thought that was fake, but that was real. Yeah. Oh my my God. god. I like saw a post. I saw a post where like someone like posted like the whole thing, and I was like, "This can't be real!" And oh my god, that's so crazy! It's incredible. Boom! Here the bass goes zoom. Another great line. Have a body, feel the groove. Have a body, feel the groove. Cyber system overload. Everybody, movement. Hey, um, movement. <laughs> movement. Cyber system overload is is, is classic stuff too. That's very oh. like Matrix era. Mm. Yeah. Because, yeah, every, everything was, like, technology, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of that, like, 
you have this the phone call outro which is is so brilliant to me because that is such a such a thing of the time too yeah like phone calls or like monologues in the middle of songs like that you know yeah yeah do you guys know um the call by the backstreet boys no no i was never really a backstreet boy there's some some truly phenomenal phone call stuff in there it's uh it's about um (laughs) it's about the call that changed my destiny it's a it's a it's a great one (laughs) And the great lines here, um, I love when Ms. Biliana says, yes, it's true, yes, it's true. That's... <laughs> oh my god. Also, are you, when he goes, are you the girl of love? And she goes, yes, I am girl. <laughs> and, then, and then he says, I love you and feel groove, which is so good. Yeah, there we go. Perfect relationship. I love you and feel groove. Me and who? I want the sex on the phone. <laughs> oh god, what does she say after that? I'm so alone in the night. Yeah, that part also is oh, so, yeah. like, I would hear that, like, that's, like, an actual line from, like, an actual Eurodance song, you know? Like, <laughs> it's so true, yeah. Yeah. It's that longing. Yeah. The yearning, as they say. Oh, yes. the yearning. All of that dream. All of the dream. We need the extended club mix, for sure. We need the stems. Oh, Someone's gonna better, have to make really it. Get. Someone's gonna have to make it. Yeah, yeah. Kyle's gonna have to make it. Bunch of Bushwick gays show up to his house demanding. <laughs> yeah. I need to learn how to read music so I can make it and play it on my DJ set. Absolutely. You should. You should. Do you guys want to play a little game? Yes. Oh, of course. I'm so interested in what this game is. This is a game I put together called the Eurodance game. I'm gonna give you uh, four lyrics and you need to tell me which one is not a real lyric by the given Eurodance group. <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> that seems great. So there's, there's four questions and a tiebreaker. First round, the act that we're talking about is Toy Box, and the lyrics are, A, it tickles in my tummy, he's so yummy yummy. B, I'm Jane and I love to ride an elephant. C, I really really want to know so much, so tell me, are you the Wizard of Oz? D, Playing love, playing game, just like tic tac toe. Oh, this is so hard. What the <laughs> fuck? I, I'm gonna think. Do, so do we like Robert? Oh like me gonna... and me and Bath? Yeah. Do we have to? There's there's a tiebreaker, so you can have different answers. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna do my SAT strategy, which is picking B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you just don't know. I think the tic tac toe one is fake. You think the tic-tac-toe yes. one? Okay, so we have Jane and I love to ride an elephant for Bath and playing love playing game just like tic-tac-toe for Eddie. Um, and that point goes to Eddie. That's the fake one. <laughs> oh, I, you know, oh my god. god. That one was the most normal. And I was like, I, I was like, okay, the ones that are like outlandish have to be real. And the one that's the most normal has to be fake. I'm stealing that strategy now. Thank you, Eddie. Okay. Yes, yes. Question two. Which of these is not a real lyric by Two Unlimited? A. Enter the club and turn the body upside down. B. You're all I'm living for, forever like the sea to the shore. C. Dig the dance, it's only one love to this world. D. Don't let- Okay, I need to back up a second. D. Don't let your mind don't play no tricks in the world. Oh, this Uh, one's difficult. I'm gonna go. Can you repeat them? Yeah, actually repeat them because I'm like, whoa. A. Enter the club and turn the body upside down. B. You're all I'm living for, forever like the sea to the shore. C. Dig the dance, it's only one love to this world. D. (laughs) I can't even say it. D. (laughs) Don't let your mind don't play no tricks in the world. I'm gonna go with A. I'm gonna go with A. You're both going with A. Enter the oh, club no. and turn the body upside down. The answer is C. <laughs> what's, what's C again? What was C again? C is dig the dance. It's only one love to this world. Uh, oh my god. That sounds like a DJ Crazy Time lyric. It does. It does. I, don't let your mind don't play no tricks in the world. I can't even like... <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one had to be it. real because you were laughing too hard for it to be a funny made up. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, might go, might use that as my affirmations, you know, for, for therapy. True. Yeah. Don't let your mind play no tricks in the world. <laughs> so it's a good one. Don't let your mind don't play no tricks in the world. 
Don't let your mind play. Don't. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. Eddie has oh, one God. point. Baff has zero. Which of these oh. is not a real lyric by the Venga Boys? A. All you party souls, let the waves be our dance floor. B. The party's pumping tonight, cause the Venga Boys do alright. C. Happy face, just pump the bass, gonna make this world a party place. D. Take me to heaven, wanna feel your super body. I'm gonna go with D. Okay. I'm gonna go with the one that says happy face on it. That would be C. Okay. The answer is A. All you party souls, let the waves be our dance floor. The other three are all real. Oh my god. (laughs) Wow, we are not doing very good on this game. It's really not easy. We're doing real bad. Let's see if we can get a time. You you like supercharge these answers to make them like impossible. You're like, ha ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Question four. Which of these is not a real song lyric by Aqua? Oh. Oh god. A. It's all an orchestra of strings doing unbelievable things. B. Gotta give to the poor, no time for loving. C. Come to outer space, don't run in the race. D. Halloween is the fear that I fight in my dreams. I'm gonna go with A as much as... You're both saying A. Yeah. Yeah. Well... It looks like Eddie is our winner. The answer is C. Come to outer space, don't run in the race. How come I believed that that was real? I was like, yeah, they would say that. (laughs) Yeah, I was like sitting here like, yeah, that sounds correct. Yeah. I could like hear like a beat behind it. (laughs) Yeah. What they would say is A, it's all an orchestra of strings doing unbelievable things. That one. (laughs) That that was pretty believable. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a win for Eddie. We also have our tiebreaker that we could just Ooh. do for fun if you want. Yeah, I want to yeah, hear. I want to hear the, the the lyrics. Well, this one is actually which of these is not a real Eurodance group? Ooh. Oh, Ooh. the choices are A. Bingo Boys, B. Lucky Lady, C. Magic Emotion, and D. Mr. President. I'm going with D. 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 Definitely D. The answer is B. Lucky Lady. <laughs> Well, oh my god <laughs> well there you go <laughs> mr president's the real deal wow gotta check them out now see if they have any bangers they're the real mccoy which is another name for the Eurodance group oh my god Baff, we need to make a Eurodance group of, like after this we need to make our own absolutely i'm in for this so uh it looks like eddie is our winner for the for the Eurodance game uh I'll I'll keep track of those points somewhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what what are our thoughts on Planet of the Base, and uh, what would we like to see in the future as a result of this? I think we need to stop thinking that Eurodance is cringe and just accept that it's fun and everyone can stop caring about if it's cringe or not. Agreed. Very much agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope to see the song make a bit of a chart impression. I don't know if it will, but I did buy it on iTunes. And um, it's this thing right now on the charts. The charts have been broken for a while. They're kind of always broken, but they're newly broken um, because of like the, the TikTok era and the massive weight that like sales have over streams, even though most people are listening through streams. And mm-hmm. And so you look at the charts right now and it's like a bunch of like, quote-unquote controversial country songs that like newsmax got all their viewers to go by mm-hmm. i i do hope that that planet of the base can be a salve for our times it's been kind of a dour year for pop and for hip-hop there really hasn't been a lot of like huge names releasing huge singles mm-hmm. and so i hope to uh kind of see this lead to more euro dance more dj crazy times I'd like to hear more music from DJ Crazy Times, definitely. Well, these are crazy times after all. They really are. a DJ for them, you know? Yeah, and you know... Yeah. And you know, uh, uh, I'd say we tell the world, stop the war. I would say, yeah. And maybe if everybody just movemented, things Mm -hmm. would be better, you know? Mm -hmm. Hey, I have an idea. 
Definitely. World peace. World peace. <laughs> yeah, world peace. So that's our message uh, for you, our listeners. World peace. Thank you guys so much for joining me for this fun little episode on Planet of the Oh, Base. thank you for inviting me. Been yes, thank you so much, Rocky. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who's been joining us listening. If you like the show, you can rate or or follow or subscribe wherever it is you're listening to it. It's on all the platforms. Uh, you can support me through Substack. You can also just um, let people know you like the show, share it around. That's one of the one of the best things you can do to 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 help us get out there. And next time you join me, I'll be talking about. I actually don't know what the next one's going to be. It might be another Beatles episode. We'll see. I disagree, Gary. I disagree, Gary.